Grambling versus Prairie View is more than just a State Fair Classic this year. It's also a SWAC West showdown between two of the division's upward-trending teams. Oh, yeah, it's Locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked on HBCU podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked on podcast network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor and current contributing writer at USA Today's Saints Wire. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked on HBCU your first listen of the day, every day. And remember, just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over. It just means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Starts with an S, ends with an S, just in case I was a little too fast. Starts with an S, ends with an S, South Exclusives. Man, you know, you know what today is. Game of the week. Grambling versus Prairie View, State Fair Classic, Swack West Showdown, whatever you want to call it, this weekend, September 30th. Um, full transparency, I'll be out and about this weekend. I'm not sure if I'll be able to watch the Grambling versus Prairie View game immediately, but it's on ESPN Plus, so I will be able to catch the replay. So this weekend's game recap might come out on Tuesday as opposed to Monday, and I'll just do a different episode on Monday, right? So that's just something to be looking out for. But we have our three matchups, our two storylines, our key to victory. That's what we're doing every single Friday, and this week is no exception. I do want to do something a tad bit different. And I'm not sure if I'll ever do this again with any of my other games moving forward, but I find some parallels. And more so, you know how often we say quarterback showdowns? It's like, we want to see this player versus this player. We have that for not only the quarterbacks, but then also the running back duos for these teams. So it's not quarterback versus secondary. It's not running back versus linebackers. It's each team's individual position, and they'll never go against each other. It's just about who will be more productive. And that starts off with Miles Crawley versus Trazon Conley. And I think that this matchup right here is one that I know last week we didn't get the chance to see Andrew Body versus Miles Crawley. And by the way, Body just announced that he'll be out for the season, um, which isn't a Extremely shocking, and we'll probably talk about that on Monday's episode, to be honest. But, and it's not shocking because I said that's what I expected. But <laughs> it just was so pessimistic around his health that didn't shock me for real. But um, we didn't get body versus Crawley, but I'll be honest with you, Conley versus Crawley is not a letdown for me. It's not like, oh, well, at least I get, no, I'm pretty excited for Conley versus Crawley. There's no consolation prize here. I think that this would have just been two back-to-back really fun quarterback battles that Miles Crawley would have had to go against. Unfortunately, we didn't get the first of the two, but we are getting the second of the two. So it's important to put those on pedestals because let's be honest about it. Trayson Conley battled Andrew Body too in week one. And who came out victorious in that game, right? And, you know, a lot of things came into play in there. But Andrew Body and let's say 
I thought that body had the overall edge until the interceptions. But even before the interceptions, you couldn't say that Conley wasn't holding his own. This guy is a good player. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. And I, I thought that one thing that's impressive is he's not really leaning on his legs. He's not really leaning on his legs. And I saw him make multiple impressive throws, not only in the pocket, but then also outside of the pocket on the run. He's not running to run as much. In that game, I was able to watch it. He was running to pass. His eyes were always downfield. You know, sometimes that might have got him into a little bit of trouble. But at the same time, it's what I wanted to see out of him. Because when we spoke in the offseason on this on this actual platform, right? Not just texting him, just, hey, what, what you thinking? Like, we talked on this platform. And he spoke about wanting to show that he's a passer. And I think he showed me, at least, that he's a better passer than I probably gave him credit for. But then you look at uh, Miles Crawley. I don't feel like I need to hype him up because I feel like they've done this already, to be honest. I kind of feel like Gramlin's already gotten a little bit of love, but I will do it. Because I went on Fox 54 with a good friend of the, of, of the show and good friend of my own, Mo Carter, and we discussed these SWAT teams and I talked about Grambling and Miles Crawley is the reason I have more faith in Grambling than I did at any point in 2022 because they have a quarterback I really believe they can make some noise because they have a quarterback and he showed me something in Hampton despite the fact that I was pretty disappointed in them overall he did show me something against Hampton and that was something enough for me to walk away and say you know what when you have a quarterback you always feel like you can make some noise until you're out of it. Until you've been actually counted out, I never will count you out. And I don't mean that in a game aspect. I mean that in a season aspect. I always think they can get hot because I always trust in good quarterbacks. Um, the next matchup, this will be the running back duo between Prairie View. And this is going to be something I'm really looking at for Grambling's defense is I felt like they looked lost against Hampton's read option and you're going to see that again and this is one of the games you're going to see it and one of the reasons I was so disappointed is because they'll happen again but then also because it just felt like they were getting out schemed they weren't being out athlete out athleted <laughs> but they were they weren't being they you didn't sit there and say oh Hampton just has better athletes they're running past these guys or they're just outplaying them no it was just like you're not there I didn't like that. That that left a really bad taste in my mouth. And this will do this will do wonders to getting that taste out of my mouth. But like, I don't know, I wasn't a fan. But overall, you look at the two-headed monster on both sides. You have Caleb Johnson, who came over from Mississippi Valley State. And I like what he's been able to add. You look at him in the FCS competition, because I'm going to adjust this so that it's not just games against Grambling. I mean, against um that game against SMU. I don't want that to be counted too much. But you look at Caleb Johnson. 71 yards a game, six yards a pop. Ahmad Antoine, 88 yards a game, five yards a pop. You're looking at these players who are really doing a lot on the ground and Grambling, who, in my opinion, struggled in that aspect in week one. I want to see what they do now against another team that has a quarterback and has a, a, a group of running backs, two running backs, who can get the job done. Meanwhile, for Grambling, you're looking at the duo of Floyd Clark and Chance Williams. Let me get these stats correct. Chance Williams had 174 yards on Texas Southern last week. 174. Then you also look against LSU. He had seven carries for 106 yards. And that's the lead back for me. Like Clark is all, or excuse me, uh, uh, Chalk is also a player who I feel like is dynamic. But I just thought that when you're looking at 174 a week ago, 109 against LSU, 106 against LSU, 
These are big time numbers. And then one's against LSU. That's different. I expect him to probably be the guy who gets the most carries, but it should be about evenly distributed. Um, and you're looking at Lewis Matthews, not Lewis Matthews, Sunday out of Anderson versus Prairie View, AM's offensive tackles. And Anderson's racked up 14 tackles a game. Like he has some solid numbers. Uh, um, not a game, 14 tackles on the year, excuse me. But that's good for third on the team. But there hasn't been a game where he's had a full sack. He only has half a sack on the season, half a tackle for a loss on the season. I know he's looking to finish in that department. I know he's looking to rack up more sacks and tackles for a loss, not just pressures, not just penetration. You're looking to rack up those numbers, especially when you're thinking about being a swag defensive player of the year, which I'm sure isn't the first thing on his mind, but it certainly isn't the last thing on his mind. And um, so now you're looking at Prairie View, who they've allowed a good amount of sacks. Don't get me wrong. They have allowed, um, I think, three sacks they allowed three or more sacks in their first three games and then they allowed none against Alcorn but if you look specifically to the SWAC opponents and that's TSU in the game one and then Alcorn last week the front the front really wasn't allowing much pressure to me when I looked against TSU I didn't feel like he was disrupted Conley was disrupted much and if you look at the three sacks they allowed against TSU every single sack every single sack and it was three of them went the same exact way Trazon Conley looking downfield, sees doesn't see what he likes, gets out of the pocket. Jacob Williams, the linebacker for Texas Southern, chases him down, whether he was just in coverage or if he was in a spy technique. He chased him down from the middle of the field because Conley still had his eyes downfield and he was looking for a throw, and he ended up getting sacked. Every single one of the three sacks went down that way. It was never the, the defensive lineman shooting up the middle. It was never the defensive end going around the corner. None of that. It was Jacob Williams, not blitzing, but just coming from his spot about, I don't know, uh, uh, I would say a couple steps after Conley got out of the pocket. So we'll see if Sunday and Sunday out of Anderson can break that because against Alcorn, they allowed no sacks. And sure. Part of that is going to be the mobility of Conley's legs, but then also it's good protection on the front end by the offensive alignment of the Panthers. So, this is something that we need to watch. These are the three matchups, the quarterback versus quarterback, the running back duo against each other, and then also Sunday out of Anderson versus the Prairie View offensive tackles. And really, we can expand that to all of Grambling's defensive line, but Sunday out of Anderson is the headliner, so we go with that. And as we move forward, we then have our storylines. We have our storylines to watch, and one of them is the importance of this game to the division, and the other one is me calling out a particular coach and i'll let you know about all of that as we continue with locked on hbcu today's episode is brought to you by nutrafol and listen 80 percent of men go through hair thinning so it's natural but that doesn't mean you have to accept it like just because i'm telling you so many people go through it i promise you part of the 80 have taken part of what i'm telling you right now and that's to go to nutrafol because just because your hair is thinning doesn't mean you have to just let it go away Sometimes it's a, a source of insecurity. Doesn't mean you have to bring out all of the, the baseball hats. No, it just means you go to Nutrafol, take a, a quiz to see why you are thinning. And then after going, I'm going to get the website correct, Nutrafol.com slash men. That's what you need to do. Use the promo code Locked On College, by the way, while you're there. But it says that 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months. 
of taking Nutrafol's men's hair growth supplements. So that's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, Nutrafol.com slash men. Use the promo code Locked On College, and you'll get your first month subscription free, and you also get free shipping, and we love that. Today's episode is also brought to you by eBay Motors, and eBay Motors is all about getting you the perfect fit for your vehicle because a championship team needs a perfect fit, right? You need to have the Miles Crawley. You need to have the uh, the Ahmad Antoine. Antoine Ahmad. I keep messing it up, but it is what it is. So you need to make sure you have those players. You need to make sure you have those players just like you need to make sure you have the right parts when you get on the road. I'm on the way to Houston right now. I wanted to make sure that my parts on my car were the right ones for me. You put your car into my garage section. You go in, pick the parts, guaranteed right fit. If it's not, you get 100% back, but it's very rare that you don't get the right fit. So you make sure that everything is right. Go to eBay Motors or excuse me, eBay.com slash Motors. That is eBay.com slash Motors. Over two. 120 million parts, and they're always going to have the one that you need. As we continue rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. And remember, today. I'm, I'm just going to be already dropped. I'm on the road, and this is dropped, and you should be listening to it right now while you're on the road, too. But we have our college football kickoff live, so we're going to be breaking down why this is important in a smaller scale, and then also one other game, but you have to stay tuned and check that out. 10 a.m. to noon Central, live on the YouTube and podcast page, but it'll be stored there forever, ever, forever, ever, forever, ever. So just make sure you go check that out. And one thing that I'm checking out is Hugh Jackson. I'm calling them out first. I know this is the Swag West showdown, but for me, Hugh Jackson, I'm calling you out. This is a game that I'm looking for you to win. Not a must win for your season at all. But Hugh Jackson has some things to prove to me. When Hugh Jackson came to Grambling, a lot of people were very excited. I don't feel like I felt that way. And my excitement was simply based on name recognition. So I thought, okay, cool. Hugh Jackson, a former NFL coach. This is a big name. And that's especially after Dion had came. And I think that was, what, a year and a half, depending on if you count the, the spring season. So like a year and a half after that. So I'm like, okay, cool. We can start making this a thing where we have more notable names come in to be coaches and maybe they can pull in some more notable names as far as recruitment goes. So that was one thing I was very excited for. But I'm not sure if Hugh Jackson is a good coach. I'm not. Because I'm I'm very win-loss oriented. I'll just be honest with you. Everybody doesn't look at it that way. But I'm very win-loss oriented. And he did not succeed on the pro level. That's fine. Some people can't coach on the, on the pro level successfully. Some people are better off as college coaches. And then also... He had a lot of things going on. I don't think he had the most stable franchises around him. So I'm willing to say that, you know, some things just didn't work for other reasons. I don't know everything around the Browns and the Raiders when he was there. But for me, I didn't count him out, but I still said I needed to see something. I still needed to know what's going on here. Okay, are are you going to lead Grambling to success? And in year one, he didn't. So now I'm looking like, all right, if you don't do it this year, I'm going to have some questions. Because that Alcorn win was nice last year, but you need to stack up nice wins. And this is the kind of game that would be a nice win. Defeating Prairie View would look good. 
This will be a win that I'll be like, okay, it's not going to erase everything, of course, because you have to stack them. He, he, they knocked off a good team last year too, but you need to stack them. He knows that he didn't, like everybody knows. Like Even if you love Hugh Jackson, I'm not saying nothing that I think is crazy. It's, I'm not saying nothing that I wouldn't say to him. Like th th I'm not saying anything crazy. He did not win enough games last year. He has to win more games this year. I may have been a little out of out of line for saying his job might be on the line, but I would think that if he doesn't win enough games this year, or if he has an equal result to last year, we might be looking at him having being on the hot seat. I'll say that. I don't know. I don't see anything wrong with that. But you're going to need to win more than two conference games, and you also need to win impressive ones. This will be an impressive one. Why? Second storyline alert: the SWAC West Showdown. I'm not saying that these are the only two teams that can win the SWAC. Listen, I think Prairie View is the front runner right now. They knocked off TSU, who I think is pretty much done. They knocked off Alcorn, who I do not believe is done at all. I dismissed them on Tuesday when I discussed it because Prairie View beat them. That was it. It was, okay, PV beat you. We're moving on to the next. But where they placed in the SWAC West, they still very much have a chance. I'll be very clear. They still very much so have a chance to win the SWAC West. It's not like Prairie View has ran off with it. They only have, Alcorn only has one loss. Yes, it's the Prairie View, but it's still only one loss. Grambling beats Alcorn, or excuse me, Grambling beats PV. PV is now down to one loss, just like Alcorn. Alcorn goes on and they beat Grambling. Now we have a conversation on how a three-way tie could look because there's so many other aspects of play. Like, Alcorn's not done at all. Southern, they still have some things to prove to me on the offensive side, but... If they can prove it, then they can come out better from the, the bye week. Excuse me. If they can come back better from the bye week, now you have another team in the mix. But as of right now, a lot of those things are ifs. The one thing that isn't an if is that PV is upward trending, Grambling is upward trending, and they meet on Saturday. And that's why this is so big. Because Grambling is one of the better teams in this conference, I believe. Prairie View is one of the better teams in the conference. I even I have even more belief in that. And they get the showdown or, or face off in this showdown, in this classic, not just for bragging rights, not just for recruitment, not just because they're both close to the Dallas area. They get the showdown and potentially be fighting it over who's going to have the best record in the SWAC West at the end of the year, not just right now. So these are the things that I'm looking for. That's why I think it's framed that way. You know, like I kind of said things like PV versus Grambling is similar to family versus Alabama State. What it isn't similar is if PV wins, they just kind of dust everybody else off. Like, that's not what I think it is. That's how I view FAMU. But for PV, I think it's going to be way more highly contested. I think there's going to be a lot of possibly back and forth. This is the Wild West for a reason. I'll be kind of shocked if PV just runs away with it. I just don't think it's going to happen that way. I think it's going to be tight at the end of the year. And also, Alabama State kind of just lost a chance. If Grambling loses, they don't lose their chance, in my opinion. So there's not so much finality within this matchup, but I do think it is a comparison of the team who's at the top of a division and their also biggest competition at that point. Alabama State was FAMU's biggest competition at that point because they already knocked off Jackson State, and I view Grambling as the other biggest competition to PV because they're both trending upwards, and you can't really say that for any other team in the conference at this moment. Alcorn just lost to PV. Southern is looking like, eh, I don't know. They're kind of trending horizontal. And TSU is definitely trending downward.
Meanwhile, we're not even talking about UAPB. But what we are talking about is the State Fair Classic, and I have the key to victory for each of the two teams. Grambling needs to do this, and PV needs to do that if they want to come up victorious. But right now, I want to continue rolling and get to our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, and FanDuel is the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. Listen, you had an NFL game last night, the Packers versus the Lions. How many of y'all made some money on that? Right, you got a game coming up this uh, tomorrow, college football. You got a game coming up in two days, talking about pro football. You have everything. I love football. I love football, and you love FanDuel. Let's just go ahead and marry the two. Football, FanDuel, make a little money for you. $5 It's all you have to do. And if you're new to the to a FanDuel, $200 back in bonus bets. If you're not new to FanDuel, $100 off of the Sunday ticket. It's a win-win. Doesn't matter if you're new or if you're returning. We have something that you will love. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. As we wrap up today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day, every day, making it all the way to segment three. And I thank you two times for that. Thank you. Thank you. Now, what is the key to victory? Because it might seem simple. Oh, just win the game. But for, for Grambling, it's a little bit more complicated. It's a little bit less specific and broad. My key to victory for the Grambling Tigers is to put Prairie View away. And I know, I know, I know. X's and O's come into it all the time. And there's so many more things to go to, and I'm simplifying it. But they got to put Prairie View away if they want to win this game. Um, PV knows how to just win games. They pull out games. Against Texas Southern, they had a 17-point deficit, came back from behind, and won that game. And honestly, in a press box, we were shocked. There was a lot of people who thought the game was over. It wasn't. Can't count them out. Against Alcorn, not so much of a desperate situation. Not some, oh, my gosh. Um. This team is down 17 in the, in the third quarter. They, I don't know if they're going to be able to make a comeback. Oh, It wasn't any of that, but it still was dramatic, and it still was a 46-yard touchdown or 46-yard field goal to win the game as time expired. Still a bit of dramatics. Still coming down to the wire. You can't count them out. They were winning going into the fourth quarter, so it's not like they were just, oh, man, you, you had them and you let them go. But still, at the end of the day, they feel like the type of team that's going to pull out wins. They do. They feel like a team that's going to pull out wins. So if you have a team, and this is directly to Grambling, if you're facing a team that just tends to pull out wins, they just know how to win games. If you ever have the chance to have your foot on their neck, you have to make sure you put your heel in the dirt. Because if you don't and you play around with them, I'm speaking from firsthand experience, not only with the closeness to the game, but me actually being physically close to the game. Prairie View will come back on you and you will leave your fans in disbelief at the end of the night. Simple and plain. I lived through it. <laughs> I lived through it. Nah, all seriousness. PV is a good team. And if you want to put away a good, and if you want to beat a good team like them, you have to put them away. Can't play around when you have a lead. No lead is safe to me. That's how I look at it. And then for Prairie View, it's a little bit more direct. For Prairie View, you need to play better in the secondary. And Coach Bubba said this. This isn't coming from me. This is the place that they're focusing on. They feel like throughout the week or each uh, throughout the season, they played well on the ground. They feel like they've done what they need to do in spurts against TSU, and I would agree. 
They feel like they did what they needed to do in spurts against SFA, against Alcorn, against SMU. They feel like they played in spurts against the run. They trust that aspect. So Grambling can do both. Let's be very clear. Grambling can do both of these. But the one thing that they're looking at is, all right, we trust our front seven. But what about our back four? What about the coverage? Right? If we're going to bring in a slot, what about him? Like, how do we feel about our secondary? We got to share that up because sometimes they're in the position to make plays, but they're not. Prairie View has allowed up to, or excuse me, uh, more than 300 yards in all of the last three weeks. In week one, they allowed 286. So you're very close and you're averaging more than 300 yards allowed per game when it comes to the passing game. Grambling can do both. Coach Simon, who had to replace Coach Hugh because of uh, just obligations for the State Fair Classic and press conferences and all of that stuff. They asked him about leaning into the running game. He said, whatever it looks like that week, we game plan each week. And that might sound like a dumb moment, but not every team does that. A lot of teams are going to say that, but not every team does that, especially if they have a side of the offense that's more productive and they have more trust in. But then also not every team can even afford to do that. Some teams know they can't run the ball that much. You can't lean into the run if you don't have a good running game. Grambling does. Grambling has a good running game. They have a trustworthy quarterback. So it's a matter of which one do you decide to lean on this week. And when you have Coach Bubba up there saying our defensive secondary needs to be better, I might say this is a Miles Crawley game. Crawley has only thrown for 300 yards one time this year. However, however, that one time was actually when he actually unloaded the ball more. They started toning down how much he threw. So, of course, the yards are going to go down as well. Is this a game where you lean in on Miles Crawley and say, all right, we want to test their secondary. We're going to give you a lot of attempts. Still not going to ignore Chalk and Williams, but we are going to make sure that you get a lot of attempts and we're going to lean on your arm as long as you can carry us. Possibly. So to me, you have to make sure that they can't just unload on you. You can't just be like, okay, we're just going to air you out. Grambling, finish the game. Put them away if you get the chance. And then you look at PV, improve your secondary play. I'll be back to discuss this game either Monday or Tuesday. I'll be back Monday no matter what. But I'm just not sure if we're going to talk about this Monday or Tuesday. So be on the lookout for Locked on HBCU every single Monday through Friday. And I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. I'm stupid. But I appreciate you for I appreciate you for appreciating my stupidity. And until next time I get to be stupid with you. Take care. Stay blessed. Peace.